Hey, pardon my take, listeners. You can find every episode on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or YouTube. Prime members can listen ad-free on Amazon Music. For us, golf is simple. It's a chance to get out and have some fun with our friends. But inevitably, little things have a way of ruining it. The group ahead is taking forever. You can't find the fairway with a map. And the Bev cart is nowhere to be found. And the best way to make a bad day better is Fireball Whiskey. You get their nips, the little shooters. They are great. Makes a bad day way, way, way better. Make sure to grab the new Fireball Birdie Shot Club. It's literally a golf club filled with Fireball nips. Put it in your bag. It'll fit right in that side pocket. Drink Fireball nips and have a great time on the golf course. On today's part of my take, we have a twofer. Our good friend Ryan Whitney joins us to talk about the NHL trade deadline, who's going to win the cup, maybe a little bashing basketball. We also have Dennis Rodman in studio. We had about 15, 20 minutes with Dennis. Uh, he's a legend. He's interesting guy. He's a legend. He's a legend. And we'll, yeah, I mean, I it was okay. It was fine. Ish. If you're interested in the North Korea-United States peace talks happening this week, yeah. Dennis is your guy to go to. Sure. All right, and we have uh, some LeBron blames we've got to get to, some guys on chicks, and an embrace debate. Yo, next round is about to start. You ready? Yeah, yeah, just shopping for a car in Carvana. For real? Yeah, Carvana makes it super convenient to shop whenever, wherever. For real? That's a ton of car options. Yep, and these are all within my price range. For really real? You can afford that? Yeah, with Carvana. And boom, just like that, I'm getting it delivered in a couple days. For really, really real? You just bought a car. For real, and you just lost. My turn. Visit Carvana.com to shop for thousands of vehicles under $20,000. Okay, let's go. It's part of my tip presented by Welcome to part of my tape presented by our YouTube page. Go subscribe right now. We appreciate everyone who has subscribed. If you haven't, please subscribe right now to our YouTube page. Today is Wednesday, February 27th. And boys, we have to talk about LeBron James. Is it time for an intervention for LeBron? Well, should we play the intervention music? The America's, America's biggest shisha holic. Listen, LeBron, what I hear is a room full of people that just love the heck out of you and they want to see you get better. Nope, not true. So, PFT is, uh, are you, right now, are you a LeBron stan? I am a LeBron stan. My problem with LeBron lies mostly in the fact that you guys fail to see how hilarious he is. Oh, and he's hilarious. Here, no, here's the thing. You you actually have hatred in your heart for, for LeBron, but without LeBron James in the NBA, there would be so much less laughter. Hold on. I have... Uh, also, he doesn't have any friends. I enjoy. I am. I am, mean. I am very appreciative. Listen, anyone who steps up to the plate in February to carry the torch of a yes. bad sports month—Antonio Brown, Robert Kraft getting his dinky winky rubbed his down, dinky yeah, his, his winky dinky rubbed down. LeBron James being completely off the reservation, night in and night out. All these people, 
I thank you from the bottom of my heart because you carry this month for us. Yeah. So I wanted to do something because you are currently a LeBron stand, correct? I do like LeBron James. You never know. Every now and then, I, the best part about PFD is he will declare it too. Mm-hmm. Like out of nowhere, he's like, you know what? I'm back on LeBron. No, I like him. I, I am. Here's my thing about him. I feel bad for him because he doesn't have any friends. He's such a weird person. Yeah. He's such an unusual individual. His beard has gotten weird. That he's lost all of his friends. What about the Banana Boat Boys? The Banana Boat Boys. No, he doesn't have even those guys anymore. They don't want to come play with him. He needs to have Melo live at his house. No, even Melo. Eat all his donuts. It's gotten to the point where Carmelo Anthony is ducking LeBron James' calls because that's a toxic friendship. Yes. And this is a thing where, like, LeBron, he's... You have to feel bad for him. He's, I he's, do not. Right now, he's playing pretty much with a broken heart. Yes, pretty much. All right, so here we go. I'm going to go down the, the timeline of things that have happened in February with LeBron. Okay. You can stop me at any point. You can wait till the end. Whatever you want to do. Uh, I'm going to let you take the floor after every piece here. So let's start with the trade deadline. So the trade deadline comes and goes. They The Lakers very openly are courting Anthony Davis. LeBron is trying to have his best friend, uh, Rich Paul, who also represents Anthony Davis, no tampering, trade for Anthony Davis and trade away the entire Lakers roster. You had the famous picture in Indianapolis when they lost by 40 points and everyone wanted to be away from LeBron. So that happened in February. Then, right after the trade deadline came and went, LeBron James uh, had his famous quote, there's nothing that was fake I news need picture, to by get the way. in this league. You were guilty of spreading the fake okay. news. No, that was, that no, was, it was a fake he, news picture. He he was at the end of the bench for maybe like 10 seconds, okay. and then he went back with his teammates. You're, this is like, okay, all right, that's this fair. like when the White that's House enough. posted the InfoWars video. You can Big s- Cat's pro- passing along anti-LeBron on, propaganda. I want to clarify something. I'm just going facts right now. Okay. I have not added my piece at all. I'm going okay. facts. I, there was, a I picture was to, taken. I, a picture okay. was taken. All right. Right after that, right Out after the context. trade deadline, after LeBron tried to trade his entire team, he had this quote. There's nothing I need to get in this league that I don't already have. Everything else for me is just like icing on the cake. Even though I love the process of everything that I go through to be able to compete every single night and put teams in position to compete for championships – Notice he said, and he puts teams in position, mm-hmm. so it's not, okay. Yep. But there's nothing that I'm chasing or that I feel I need to end my career on. He did kind of clarify those the next night and said uh, he's still, every single night he prepares to be the best, and it's not like I wake up every single day and it's like, oh my God, if I don't win a championship, I don't make the all-star game, then my career isn't what I want to be. Mm-hmm. So the icing in the cake, after trying to trade his whole team, he's like, yes. you know what, I'm cool. He's like, I still come out here night after night playing with his groin, Hanging off the bone. Hanging he's got, off the no, bone. he's got a severe injury that he's been dealing with. The, all the wine in the world hasn't been able to heal his groin yet. Facts. He's been out. How, how much time did he miss? Four, uh, a couple weeks. Four weeks? Yeah, about a month. Like that, a few weeks. That's tough. And anybody out there that's ever had a groin injury knows that it's impossible. It never really fully recovers. Yes. Like, it's always going to be a little bit tweaked. A little, little bit gamey is what they call it. Yeah, he's had a gamey groin for a while. We mm-hmm. saw him before that game when he took his pants off yep. and showed his Flashed weird dick. His dick. Yeah. Yep. Uh, all right. So, All-Star Game comes. He says uh, before the All-Star Game, the night before the All-Star Game, uh, you know, All-Star break is about getting rest. Well, the rest of my team can get a lot of rest. <laughs> I can't because he made the All-Star Game. The All-Star, team, yeah. All-Star Game comes and goes. That's a fact, though. It is a fact. Again, these okay. are all facts. Yeah. Uh, February 21st. So, this now we're just getting into the last week. February 21st. Uh, his next episode of Barbershop gets announced. Mm-hmm. Antonio Brown, Anthony Davis looks awesome. That's great. So is there a problem with him for making no, money? No, hold on. I'm leading up to okay. it. I just uh, didn't know if you were... February 22nd, Space Jam 2 okay. announced. Then, the next night, the 
Los Angeles Lakers lose to the New Orleans Pelicans without Anthony Davis, and LeBron had these words after. It's how you play the game, prepare for the game. It's not even like when you go to the arena. It's like way before that. It's the most important thing in your life at this time. Okay. Barbershop, Space Jam 2, most important thing in his life at this time. It's off the, off the court stuff. Is preparing yeah. off the court. It's the most who's important to say, thing. Who's to say that? So Space Jam 2. I'm glad you brought that up, Big Cat. Yes. What's that movie about? Oh, it's about basketball. Mm. In the movie, he'll True. be playing basketball. He'll be practicing. True. Somehow LeBron James has found a way to incorporate even more practice time yes. into his offseason. And so this is actually a very good thing. Okay. And he oh, gets his haircuts. He's not supposed to get his haircuts. He gets his haircuts while he's doing a show. You have to get your haircuts sometimes. Yes, exactly. Okay. Like, here's the thing. Like you Okay, if he showed up to a game with a giant afro, you'd be like, oh, look at LeBron wanting all the attention. Instead, he's he has a show where he gets a haircut every day. Okay, uh, after the Pelicans lost, by the way, the Pelicans are below the Lakers in the standings. The Lakers are currently sitting four, three games out of the eighth seed. After the Pelicans lost, it was rumored that uh, LeBron tried to leave Luke Walton uh, in the tunnel and didn't let him on the bus. Mm-hmm. That turned out to be fake. That was corrected, yep. but it was hilarious for a minute. So what? we're just going timeline here. I, I do actually buy into the fact that he's trying to get Luke Walton fired. Uh, I think that's, uh, that's you pretty think? clear. <laughs> you think? I, I think that in his mind, Phil Jackson's going to come back and, and like he'll be the next Popovich. Yeah. Well, I think in LeBron's mind, he sees himself as you know the next MJ. Yeah. So he wants to end the next Kobe. So he wants to go with the same guys that those guys use to get yes. their titles. So I think in his wet in his wettest of wet dreams, LeBron James thinks that Phil Knight or Phil Jackson is going to ride in like a white knight. And take them to uh, to uh, you know he'll get like three more rings. Yes, at the end of his career, I agree. It's not going to happen. No, uh, because Phil Jackson, I don't think drinks wine. Right, he's a he also doesn't even know that like any of this is going on. He's just there's in, no chance he's he knows in Montana that, like, somewhere. Yeah, he, yeah, he doesn't even know LeBron's on the Lakers. Listen, he doesn't I, know Kobe retired. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's pretty much it. Again, I just think that I think you're being too. Hold harsh on, I'm on not LeBron. done. I'm not but, done. No, I'm not being harsh. But wait, I, I've only done facts, Hank. You're, I haven't done. I haven't. I haven't added any opinion. Okay, here's a fact. He's a father of three. Okay, okay. He wore a shirt with Hold his on. son Let Bronny on it. Let me finish. And he's, who he doesn't want people to get. <laughs> you know, true. they don't want to mistake LeBron and LeBron Junior. He wants LeBron Junior to make his own name. I can't believe that you'd be saying that he's using his son as a shield when he's literally wearing his son's face at the place that a shield would be over his heart. Can I? I'll continue. I to just want last you to night. bear yes. in mind that you're talking That's about fine. a father. Of I have three. not added any opinion. You, you, okay. My opinion will shock you. Seventeen times my opinion about LeBron shocked you. Okay. So last night, game against the Grizzlies. Grizzlies also stink. You figure Lakers probably got to win this game. LeBron, multiple clips of LeBron just not trying on defense, not trying uh, boxing out, playing lackadaisical. Uh, on he had a triple double, but he. Like, there was a big three that he let up where he just stood under the rim and let his guy shoot a wide-open three. You don't know anything about NBA defense. Okay. Have you, no, have you seen Have you seen the whole clips? It's true. Or have you just watched the He probably the, yelled, like, whoop! Or did you watch the little uh, the, the Tim Legler yeah. selective highlights that Correct. were pulled out? Because you don't know what kind of defense they were running on that play. You didn't have the all... How many refs are on the court? Three. You didn't have the all 13 mm-hmm. film of it. You don't know what kind of defense was called by Luke Walton. Luke Walton's such a bad coach, he might have called the play where LeBron James stands under the basket and, and smells his own dingleberries. Okay. Uh, all right, so the Lakers lose to the Grizzlies. Bad loss. Very bad loss, yep. especially when you were trying to get to the playoffs. 
during the game you against forgot the when he, he activated playoff mode. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Fuck. I forgot he activated playoff mode. He did activate playoff mode last week. That has been activated. Uh-huh. They so are 0-2 since playoff, playoff mode has been activated. <laughs> well, Just he, he did, but he's also still posting. So it's not yeah. zero dark thirty. It's yet. not yet. No. Nope. Well, what I was saying before the show, and I decided to save for the show. Playoff mode for LeBron might mean he knows he's not going to make the playoffs, so oh. he's going into like off season mode yeah. during the regular season. Or, the new playoff or mode. LeBron. That's why he's not worried about playing hard because he's in playoff <laughs> mode because he knows he's not going to be playing in the playoffs. Our LeBron James just really wants the Kings to make the playoffs because he saw Ja Rule curse them and say that they weren't going to make it. And LeBron cares so much about consumer protections in this era of fraud that he wants to make Ja Rule look like a fool. Okay. Uh, all right. So during the loss of the uh, to the Grizzlies, there was a post posted online of the new Two Chains album coming out. Rapper go to the league, and it drops March first. And in the promo video, LeBron James is seen uh, as an A and R credit on the album. He can be seen enjoying a studio session with the rapper at 11.43 on p.m. on February 1st, drinking some sheesh, having a good time. What happened on February 2nd? LeBron sat out against the Warriors for load management reasons. Mm-hmm. Now, this is also coming off the, you got to worry about the things on the court, no distractions, all that stuff. They lose to the Grizzlies. LeBron James then, he's asked about distractions. So there's a little bit of fake news. I'm going to back you up here. There's a little fake news with LeBron because the clip that went viral was kind of a setup where someone, a reporter asked him uh, if the pressure was becoming a distraction to his team. And he said, at this point, if you are still allowing distractions to affect how the way you play, then this is the wrong franchise to be a part of. And you should just come and be like, listen, I don't think this is for me. I cannot do this. That's following the loss of the Grizzlies and the two chains clip. And then after all that, uh, he went to his Instagram and uh, shouted out himself with, I literally have no words because, and then wrote like a bunch of words because he was the only player in the top 10 all-time points and assists. That is LeBron James' last like two weeks. He is the only person in the top 10 for points and assists Correct. in the history of the NBA. No words. Just literally a, have no, no words. words. And then a bunch of, how many and, words after uh, that? Like probably about 25 words. He averages about he, 23 the, words after no words. The quote, the quote was, I literally have no words. I guess like J. Cole said, even when the dark out, the sun is shining somewhere throughout it all, no matter good or bad, appreciate the journey. Thank you to all who continue to take this journey with me. The kid from Akron, strive for greatness, James Gang. <laughs> No words. Literally no words. I, bet, head. I think I think LeBron James probably spends like three hours a day reading out of a book of toasts. Okay. he's he, he, You know why? He's ran out of real friends to give pain to. Yeah. So no, no, sham friends. All he has is sham friends to give pain to. Yeah. So he can't use that toast anymore. So now he just sits down and reads a bunch of toasts and repurposes them for his Instagram captions. Pretty much. So, all right. So I actually appreciate how ridiculous LeBron is. Now, he's a real dick to his teammates, mm-hmm. and if you were his teammate right now, you'd probably hate yourself because he keeps belittling you and then being in two chains, you know, drinking the sheesh. But LeBron has gone so far off of, like, making any sense night to night that I'm starting to enjoy how ridiculous it is. So I will side with you there. Thank you. He has gotten to a point, I think you get to a point of celebrity accomplishment in life where you can basically say, fuck it, I will just say shit. And then the next night I can say something that totally contradicts it and doesn't matter because I'm LeBron James. Here's the deal with LeBron. He is so good at what he does. He is, you know, he's the 
absolutely the best player of his generation. He was called the king growing up when he was 16 years old. Chosen on one tattoo. Of, of Sports Illustrated. Yeah, he was given a... Somebody gave him the chosen Someone one tattoo. Someone put the chosen one tattoo on him. He didn't tattoo him. himself. So if you're going to say... It's on his back. Yeah, if you're going to say that he gave himself <laughs> the tattoo, that's actually incorrect. It's true. But so he has... He's lived up to all the expectations that, and then that, some. that he had. And then, some. and then some. He's become, without a doubt, the greatest basketball player that's ever played the game. And no. so he – well, what I'm saying, Big Cat, is like let's just let him – he's like he's like a grandparent that's gone into dementia. Okay. And let's just – you know, at, at this point, their dementia is mostly happy thoughts and it's funny to us. So let's just enjoy him. Let's let him sundown in peace and go off into the sunset making – ridiculous Instagram posts and not give a shit about it because it could be a lot worse. He could be, you know, he could be going into the bad, the dark part of dementia and that would make us all very, very upset. So let's just enjoy him. Okay, I think LeBron, honestly, he went to LA and he was like, someone's going to come with me. It's going to be Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Paul George. Someone will be here with me. And then when it didn't happen and he realized that he was stuck with guys who actually have been, like, Brandon Ingram and and Kuzma have been playing well. They were good before all the drama happened. Right, but so he... they basically, he gets there, none of his guys come with him, and it's just dawning on him now that this is his year, because, you know, the trade deadline passed, he probably got a little sheeshed up around the All-Star break, so he didn't really have that come to Jesus, oh fuck, this is my team and I might not make the playoffs, mm-hmm. and now he's just losing his mind, and it is a hell of a watch, let's just say that, a it, hell of a watch. Is. Did you see what, what Ingram said after the game, though? I think he's a little confused. Brandon Ingram said, there's a certain fire that comes out when you continue to get what you don't want. Can you follow? Does that track it all to you? Fire that comes out when you continue to get. He's basically saying that he gets more fired up the more disappointed he gets. Yeah, he. Yeah, pretty I think, much. I think that's just something that you. I don't know if that's a thing. That's, is it? I don't know if that's he's talking about either. herpes. Like it's, there's a burning. He's getting a flare up. There's a burning that comes out when you he's get mid flare, which you don't want. Uh, the craziest part about this whole LeBron Lakers season, which again has been ultimate like hilarious drama even though LeBron is like the worst teammate ever, is that Lonzo Ball is actually the most correct of anyone because he said that LeBron will never win without... Uh, or sorry, LeVar Ball yes. said that he LeBron will never win without Lonzo and the Lakers are not as good of a team when Lonzo's out. I think the Spurs need to give up their, their annual uh, circus road trip. Mm-hmm. They just need to give that title to the Lakers every yeah. time they're on the road. Because they're a damn circus. That's my Stephen A. Smith take. I'm just very excited for LeBron when they don't make the playoffs for the Instagram posts, being literally no words... And then saying how he like he he grinded with the youngins and he's the old head and it was it was you know we learned next year is going to be our year. He is I'm going to go hundred percent go to a yacht and sheesh it up. His record like most finals appearances in a row, <laughs> most playoff appearances in a row. It's been such a journey getting here. Like can't wait for next season. He will one thousand percent do that. He'll only talk about his like past accolades in the playoffs. Okay, okay, and then say like can't wait. For yeah, I wouldn't be shocked if he just goes to like all the Warriors home games and wears a Warriors jersey. Like Steph, also a kid from Akron. Or two kids from Akron. Or he might go to the Celtics games and be yeah. like, because Kyrie's his like little, yes his little buddy that he's grooming. <laughs> yes. So like he might be a huge. Cel- What's going to happen? <laughs> When when LeBron is openly ruining for the Celtics this postseason, see see what happens when it gets there. Now, one thing that we should discuss, along with the tattoo that he did not put on himself, correct? LeBron James does not; he doesn't sit down and come up with all these like all the photoshops and graphic designs for his Instagram post, right? He has a team. of No, people that, that one do actually that came him. from like the ESPN account. Okay, so he's stealing. Now. Yeah, he stole that. No so credit. Now he's fucked. He's <laughs> fucked LeBroning. Yes. Oh, them. looks like we're turning PFT here. Yeah. No, that that's a problem for me. Once <laughs> you can... once you start stealing. <laughs> other people's 
online IP without proper credit. Yes. At that point, you start to lose me, LeBron. But yeah. but the fact remains, LeBron James does have like a team of graphic designers Correct. that come up with all these posts for him. Do you think they like they come? That up- would that would be so lame if we had that. How much? Yeah. <laughs> How much? <laughs> how much creative direction? So, shout out, shout out, Bubba. <laughs> yeah. How much creative direction do you think LeBron gives his team? Like a month out in advance, he's like, "Hey, when I when I pass this milestone, I need you to to tweet this out." Yeah. Like with Bubba, oh, it's the schedule. Yeah. No, I mean, I it you got to be the biggest narcissist in the world to like have your team put like your funny quotes on a mm-hmm. on a quote board and then tweet it out. Agreed. To like text <laughs> to text somebody on your team, like, "Hey, when Fuck. I said this last night, we uh, that ourselves. was funny." Can you put it, make it look like really nice in a Photoshop Damn it. and tweet it out at 11 a.m. precisely so it gets more engagement? <sighs> that one we put, we, I boxed myself in there. But either way, LeBron James is uh, so much fun to, whether you love him or you hate him, mm-hmm. he's so much fun to just talk about and watch and just the ridiculous. Things. Also, I think I'm, I'm the one that knows the most about basketball in this room right now. By far. Because if you recall on Friday when I said that, Roy Williams was a better coach than Duke, and you yeah. guys laughed at me. Mm-hmm. I pulled up a couple stats here. You ready for this? Okay, because UNC fans tweeted at you. I saw they tweeted at me, too. Yeah, well, no, I, I did. Start more, with uh, I, national championships. I did yeah, more, start I with did national championships. Okay. Start from the top. Okay, I will. Three national, three NCAA titles as opposed to Duke's two since Roy Williams went to UNC. <laughs> hmm? Huh. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. Roy Williams wasn't coaching at a really good school before that, right? Okay, UNC has five Final Fours as opposed to Duke's three. Since Roy Williams got there. Oh, since Roy Williams got there. Mm-hmm. And UNC has eight regular season titles to Duke's three since, since Roy, Roy Williams, Williams got, got there. there. Yep. Got so, I, I mean, this this is a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately business. True. I say so that. So LeBron actually is one of the worst players in the league. Well, he's, he's yeah, out of the no, playoffs. He, he's shit right now. <laughs> but it's but, what have you done for me lately. But he's also a great human being to follow, and he makes all of our lives filled with joy. So if you're too mean to him in a time when he doesn't have any friends left, you'll just encourage him to retire, and that would be you would be devastated if LeBron James didn't play next year. No, I, I it's it, we talk about it all the time when we like lose you know Peyton Manning or these guys you know like when Roethlisberger retires, all these guys that whether you love or whether you root for them or you don't, you love to they they become such an integral part of sports and what we talk about. And LeBron James is that. I mean, he's absolutely insane. Nothing he says has said in the last like three weeks has made sense. Mm-hmm. Everything has contradicted itself. He's been the worst teammate. But guess what? It's fun to watch. It is fun. I have a theory that he's like Jimi Hendrix that he has little acid tabs underneath his headband. Yeah, that he puts on there just melts into his skin a little bit. He's my other theory that I'm working on with him is that he's like the reverse Samson. So he's had his his hair surgery. Mm-hmm. He was getting better the more hair that he lost. Yeah, I think I feel like his hair like tiny little insurgents inside his brain. His beard is outrageous too. Now it is. It's he's, like most fruit. His yeah, he's got the Abraham Lincoln beard. Yeah. Ooh, someone make a like a LeBron sends letters to the front line to back home from the front line. Colonel, Twitter account Colonel LeBron. That would be really funny. Yeah. Uh, all right, let's do our hot seat cool throne. Hank, why don't you start? My regiment has abandoned me again because I'm an asshole and don't have any friends. <laughs> because left. I told them all they, they I told them all they got to focus on the game while I drank wine with two chains. <laughs> well, I'm drinking mead out in my tent playing chess with two chains <laughs> on our march to Atlanta. Uh, my hot seat is Antarctica. Oh, great pronunciation, Hank. Thank you. An iceberg twice the size of NYC is about to break from Antarctica. NASA says it will be the biggest piece to break from the Brunt Ice Shelf since 1915 and could cause the entire shelf to become unstable or break up. Mm. Okay, That's so like a ripple effect thing really, that I feel like... That's like a real lighthearted thing to talk about. So, wait, why well, is I it mean, Antarctica? Well, I mean, hot seat, cool throne. Antarctica's on the hot seat. Is it or is it 
like the rest of the world that's on the hot seat. Well, it's both. It's a it's a ripple effect. Yeah, Without I don't want to get. I don't want to go down too far this rab- on this rabbit hole. But I am one hundred percent one of those people now that thinks the world's going to be done in one hundred fifty years. I think take away the zero. Oh, 15. Dunzo. I like that. Like, we're done. No, that's We're a, done. That's the great thing about humans is every single human has kind of wanted why I don't do my taxes. to have lived in the <laughs> in, in the time when the world ends. Like, it's a secret thing not. that's nope. like in the back I, of nope. our minds. No, you are by nope. saying it's nope. probably going to happen soon. 150 years. I'm not planning on living How narcissistic long. do you have to be to think that the entire end of the world will happen in your lifetime? Because I think that it's going to happen, too. It's like no, a natural I, thing for humans. I'm I, Like, maybe, yeah, 150 years. That's it. It's done. Like people, I'm I'm all in on it. People who are saying we'll figure it out, it's too late. We have not figured it out. Uh, and then my cool throne on a later note is barbecue sauce on titties. Do tell. Uh, so there was a viral video that went out the past couple of days. I don't know if you guys saw it. It's this this parent decided to s- check his eight year old son's search history on his iPad. This is I'm just gonna go down the list. Uh, is how did XXX Tension die? How did Michael Jackson die? How did Elvis die? <laughs> David Bowie, David Bowie, David Bowie. David Bowie trumps all deaths. How did Abraham Lincoln die? BBQ sauce on titties. That is some <laughs> great. I love this kid. Yeah, great kid. Also, XXX Tentacion is a great excuse to type in XXX True. into your browser. True. If you're a kid, you can be like, no, I was searching for the rapper. <laughs> this kid is like, we, he should be on the show. Yeah, and That's, I'm sure, I'm sure, I'm sure, like, whoever whoever's out there that has, like, the Google image, like, that person's, you know, Page views have probably gone through the roof this past couple of days. That's true. What do you think the combination of sauces, like how you had barbacuffalo, mm-hmm. between barbecue and breast milk? Hmm. B B B B breast? No. Uh, double B double D Q. B B B D D Q. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. That works. Yeah, it does. <laughs> Quick, everyone do their last Google searches. All right. This is Wait, bad. H- how do you find it? Okay. Uh, you just go into your Google, and you can read it off. I Hank, just... you go first. I go into my Google. Yeah, you go. Well, you go to type in Google.com. Oh, okay. On your, oh. on your phone, on your phone. Mine is most NBA finals losses. <laughs> okay. You, you, you got to go a few more down. Uh, Omega Kanye sample, Acton Bronson nickname. Okay, I have uh, R. Kelly. I watched that documentary; he's really fucked up. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sarah J. Classic. Uh, Athens, Ohio. I don't know why I was searching that. AAF standings. Ooh, that's good. Because I was trying to figure out how my teams are doing. Not well is the answer. Okay, hang on. <laughs> I'm having some trouble here. Do you know who has the most NBA Finals losses, Big Cat? Um, is it LeBron James? Oh, I, trust me, I would have said it if it was. <laughs> Who is it? Jerry West. Oh yeah, of course. He and, lost like he like he was like one in ten. And Elgin Baylor. Yeah, yeah. He Jerry West lost every NBA Finals. Mine's all um, directly related related to the show on topics that we haven't gotten around to yet. Oh okay. So I don't want to do any spoilers. Okay. Uh, so <laughs> what is a table shower? What is a table shower? <laughs> Where can you find table showers in New York City? Cake farts. Yeah. <laughs> Meatspin.com. Okay. How to uh, watch porn on your phone without your co-host knowing about it during a podcast. Uh, PFT, you go. My hot seat this week is, uh, thick. Oh yeah. I'm actually canceling thick. Yeah. Because Trey Wingo, he caught wind of it. So once he starts using it. <laughs> oh, no. Yeah, so C.J. Anderson got interviewed by Adam Schefter on his little podcast, 
And so Trey quote tweeted it and said thick for C.J. Anderson. Oh, my And gosh. so I think we have to stop using thick. I guess chonk is our word now. Yeah, we're gonna yeah we got chonk. a new word. We got chonk. Chonk. So, thick. So we're chonk. We're chonk guys, not Good thick. Good run. And the fact that Trey used a double C, it was – it's like watching – Darren Ravel kill 69 jokes in real time. Mm-hmm. Trey Wingo killed thick. Yes. Uh, my other hot seat is calling things defensive ends mm. or outside linebackers. To tell. Because it's combine season, and I I missed this memo. I think it went around about six months ago. Now they're edge. Yes. Everyone's edge, but it's all capital letters yes. for edge, which is actually a lot more badass sounding. It's like when uh, when – Rest in peace, NCAA, the video game uh, that everyone loves, and I wish they could bring it back. Like that's really the that really could solve all the NCAA problems. If we're like, hey, we're bringing back EA Sports NCAA 2019. Mm-hmm. Everyone excited. We'll pay some of the players on the game, but you would recruit, go on the recruiting trail, and you would recruit athlete. Yep. yep. Awesome. Our uh, was it offensive weapon? Yeah. Is that the the dude from Michigan? Yeah. Yeah. He just does everything. Yeah. Okay. So Edge is back, or Edge is in for the first time. And we're not saying defensive ends anymore. Got it. My cool throne is the AAF because ratings were up last week, big time. Nice. From being down? From being down. You missed the part where I said, I'm giving a snapshot here. Ratings were up last week from the week before. When it was down. So in the last, it's, it's the second highest rated weekend of all time. For the AAF. That's pretty big. was last week. It was huge. Um, especially considering that Christian Hackenberg got benched. Yeah. So, yeah. like, they benched him. I don't actually like the fact that ratings went up when he went out. It tells me that the viewers... They want too good a football. They want too good a football. If, yeah. if you don't love me at my Hackenberg, you don't deserve me at my Mettenberger. Yes, I agree. And uh, that's good, though. Good that the ratings went up. It mm-hmm. almost uh, hides the fact that they already needed $250 million in extra investment and... The league uh, commissioner or, fa- or chairman or founder, whatever you want to call him, mm-hmm. Charlie Ebersol is being sued. Yeah, well, three weeks in. Listen, they're fifty-one percent controlled by Dundon now. Yep. Right? Is that his name? Dun dun dun. Yep. Uh, that's what I'm going to call him. That's it's more dramatic sounding. But so he owns fifty-one percent, which means the league is technically more than half hockey. Yes. Now. So that's why they don't show highlights of it on ESPN. But let them let them fight. Yeah, let the boys fight. There let you the go. Boys fight. It's a hockey league. Yes, let the boys fight. Okay. Uh, all right, my hot seat. Are you good? Yeah, I'm good. All right, my hot seat is uh, Dan Bilzerian because that motherfucker tried to uh, Photoshop our girl Cardi B looking maybe a little. No, we don't say thick. chonk. No, she went. No, no, no. She's not chonk. He cut out some of her curves. You're a psycho, Dan Bazarian. Mm-hmm. Like, very, very weird behavior to take a picture with someone. Cardi B posted on her Instagram, then Dan Bilzerian posted on his, and photoshopped Cardi B's stomach and ass. It's a there LeBron was also a, a model that was standing just in the background for, like, just nothing to do with the picture. She was just standing there. He photoshopped her, too. Okay, yeah. I'm canceling Dan Bilzerian. Whoa. Wow, really? Yep, this is I just canceled him. I don't know. From Dan, my personal life. Dan seems like a pretty cool guy. He's, Do you want to come on the show, Dan? Uh, we would have and, you. And you can come on the show and challenge your cancellation by me. Yeah. I don't know. He's a cool guy. He's got a beard. He's got guns. He's got girls. He's got Smokes guns. Weed. He's got a beard. Yeah, but he disrespects women. He's got guns. And disrespects Cardi B. He's got a beard. Okay. Everything. Yeah. It's and uh, Oh, he's got a logo. Does he now? He's yeah, he's logo. got a logo. It is kind he of, stole like the Rocks logo, basically. It's a weird move to Photoshop a celebrity that's in the picture with you. Right. 
and like what Cardi B she's is perfect. queen. She's right. perfect. She Dan. doesn't need you to Photoshop. I'm, you know what? I'm canceling all dance. There we go. Perfect. Uh, will you stand with me on the Dan Bilzerian? I mean, she went. Of a- he went after. Of course, that's my Cardi girl. B. That's, that's my girl. girl. I, I will. Pre- I will protect Cardi B to the ends of this earth. Uh, all right, my cool throne is Kyler Murray's height because his hands are so so small. We don't know that. Did so they measure? No one's talking about his height anymore, which is good. Did they measure the hands? No, but he, there's very there's a lot of rumors <laughs> that they're going to come in under nine nine inches. The prognosticators are looking at his this hands. Combine just sizing is up his hands. So good. I do love hand size measurements. Yeah. Um, I also love the height measurements where they do it with the four digits, where it's like, oh five. Oh nine, yeah. It's like, yeah, we get it. That means five foot nine, right? I, I'm very familiar. We, we, with that. we got that, but yeah, yeah. I was thinking about it earlier today. You know, what would be absolutely devastating for me. What if he clocked in at five ten? Yeah, that would just break my heart. Yeah, because you wouldn't have a hero. I would have no heroes. You'd anymore. have no absolutely hero. No heroes. I guess like David Spade. Well, maybe we'll measure your hands. See if you can have a hero that way. Oh yeah, maybe we have the same size hands. <laughs> yeah, yeah, tiny little hands. Hand bros. <laughs> I've got decent hands. I think. By the way, I thought of uh, I thought of something that. You know how this, because it's combine season, we'll always get the stories about the weirdest questions and stuff. If we were GMs and a guy came in, I think my question would be, uh, what did you tell your boss uh, to get you out of work so that you could be here right now? Ask him like the most generic question from like questions you ask in an interview or like, what do you like? What what do you see in this job that uh, appeals to you? Like basically making an accounting interview and see if they're like call bullshit on you and see if they're like, dude, these questions don't make. Or any they sense. just go along. You're I'm like, I don't want a sheep. Yeah, <laughs> there we go. Listen, man, I'm an edge. I don't yes. have a day job. Yes, exactly. Like, hey, we don't match our 401k. Is that okay with you? <laughs> just see what he says. Like our vacation policy. Uh, you won't. You only get one week for the first year you're here. Would you like a tour of the facility <laughs> here? Yes, yes. Just walk them around the hotel room. Yes, yes, and just see if they're like, hey, this is kind of weird. Yeah, you know, test them. Check references. Like, make those phone calls while they're in the room. Yeah, like, hey, I noticed that you have a, a huge gap on your resume here of work history. You Three haven't years. Worked the last four years. Yeah, that's. So what have you done for money? Yeah, what have you been doing? Uh-huh. Oh, you play for Nick Saban. Okay. Uh, all right. Let's get to our interviews. Let's start with Ryan Whitney. Oh, should we start this show? Yeah, I'm down. Just buying a car in Carvana first. Oh, for real? Yeah, it's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do is answer a few questions. Ooh, that's helpful. And now just customizing my down and monthly payments. Ooh, that's a very fair deal. Yep. Boom. Just bought a car, and you get to take me to the Carvana vending machine in a couple days to pick it up. Ooh. I'm kind of busy. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Ryan Whitney is also brought to you by our friends from Roman. Listen, guys, studies show that 52% of guys will experience erectile dysfunction or ED. A lot of guys think it's just the way they're built, but actually it can be the first sign of something a lot more serious like high blood pressure, high cholesterol, a heart condition, or diabetes. So Roman is the one-stop shop for all men's health with their own licensed physicians and certified pharmacies across the country, which means the whole process will be quick and painless for you. They take care of everything from online diagnosis to fast deliveries of your FDA-approved medication, always in their super discreet, unmarked packaging. Being a Roman member means no waiting rooms, no awkward face-to-face conversations, no trips to the pharmacy. With Roman, you get access to licensed physicians and brand-name medication like Viagra, or generic equivalents for as little as $2 a dose. So to get started today, all you got to do is visit GetRoman.com slash take. Guys, if you're experiencing ED, 
Go online and get checked by the doctor. I know ED can be tough to talk about and tackle, but with Roman, it's easy, anonymous, and only takes a few minutes to get started. To waive Roman's usual online visit fee, get visit GetRoman.com slash take or click the link in the description box below. That's GetRoman.com slash take for your free online visit. Okay, here he is, Ryan Whitney. Okay, we now welcome on our very, very good friend. It is Ryan Whitney from Spittin' Chicklets fame. Let's actually start there. At what point are you more famous for your podcast than you are for being a professional hockey player? It's not even remotely close. I mean, I was never very, I was never famous for being a hockey player. I was famous in Edmonton because everyone's famous on every Canadian team. But nowhere else was I famous, and now I mean everyone's like, "Oh, spitting chicklets! Oh, you look like Michael Rappaport!" Ah, just yelling at me. I'm like, "What the hell has happened?" So yeah, there. no, that's a good person to be famous for looking like. Yeah, Michael Rappaport. Nothing bad about that guy's face ever. Yeah, exactly. That's why it's turned in. It, it used to be like Great a lips. disaster before all that mess that the guy had. Now look at me, just really smoochable. Yeah. yeah. Um. All right. So the trade deadline <laughs> just happened Monday. We need to do first of all yeah. the NHL. I love how the trade deadline is so late in the NHL. More leagues need to do that, where mm-hmm. you can figure out your team, where you are, all the way to like three quarters of the season's done, and then make your moves. But give us a quick winners, losers, uh, big moves that kind of shocked you or who, who positioned themselves for that cup run. Um, it was uh, Nothing was too shocking. I'd say the most surprise was when Matthew Shane went from Ottawa to Colorado. So Ottawa, the dumpster fire that is the Ottawa Senators, continues to roll on. I, I was shocked because everyone said uh, maybe Columbus is going to trade Panarin and Bobrovsky, and they're kind of going to be sellers. But, no, they're all in now. So Columbus is a winner for me. You know, they went out and made a bunch of good moves. They brought in a bunch of guys who could leave right after the year if they want to. They're unrestricted free agents, but they're trying to win one. And they never even won a playoff series. So I think the fans kind of deserve it. Even though earlier I uh, I said I, you know they should trade him if they're going to lose him for nothing, but I've changed my stance. Though that's what I'm known to do. Um, another another winner I thought was Winnipeg. They grabbed my boy Kevin Hayes, former New York Ranger. He's a big body center, just what Winnipeg needed. They're a big team, tough to play against. They made it to the Western Conference Finals last year, so they made about six moves I think, which was the most since like 2014 or something when when Arizona made a bunch of moves, probably selling biz or sending them back to the minors. <laughs> but, I mean, I, I was I was actually very pleased with the day because over the past few years it's taken a dive. Like, I would say seven, eight, nine years ago it was huge, and there'd be like 30, 40 deals on the deadline. It was exciting as hell. And then it's kind of slowed down where trades are made a couple weeks before because the thing, like you said, it's cool it's at the end of the year, but you also need, like, you want the guys is there as soon as possible to kind of get used to playing with each other and, and gel before the playoffs. Now it's kind of a full sprint with like five new guys on some teams. But I mean, either way, it's uh, it's going to be a, an exciting end to the year, and I think the deadline ended up being good because beginning of the day when nothing was happening, right at the end, Mark Stone went to Vegas and a bunch of other shit went down. Yeah, so you've obviously played on just about every team in the NHL. I think you you know quite a journeyman. You played on what like probably eight nine teams uh no, was, i played on i played no, on it was no no it, you played on a lot of yeah, teams it's called a suitcase not a journeyman okay you were a suitcase uh in the nhl was there ever actually a time when uh when somebody got brought into the locker room that you were in kind of at the trade deadline and it was tough to get them adjusted to the team whether or not it was like a cultural thing or they just didn't fit in like how does that go if you're welcoming a new guy in this late in the season 
I actually only saw it work, but I was only on like two, two, three playoff teams. So I was in Pittsburgh. We brought in Marion Hosa, and it was kind of like Zuccarello. He got hurt first game, missed a little bit of time, but then he came and just dominated. Big Cat saw him dominate for the oh, yeah. Hawks years later. So he fit in right away. Pascal Dupuis was that year, fit in right away. I was then on teams after that kind of Edmonton. We were selling. We were always selling guys. We were never in the, in the, in the even in the realm of taking guys in to try to make a push. So I never really experienced anything but the positive side of it. Uh, so the let's talk about the teams that are left in the playoff like race here. Uh, I want to touch on the Blackhawks. They looked for a minute like they were the hottest team in the NHL, going to make the playoffs. Now they're on the outside looking in. What do, like looking at the Western Conference? We'll start there. Who do, who do you have making the playoffs in this kind of jumble at the end of uh, the seven, eight, nine, ten, ten range here? Yeah, I think actually that the way it sits right now is is, is my guess for how it'll end, and and that Dallas, Minnesota getting those wild card spots. It seems like the Central and the Pacific have their teams pretty much set in stone. I mean, the Pacific for sure. They got Calgary, San Jose. Vegas, those three will be the top three, whether it flip-flops or not, I don't know. And then Nashville, Winnipeg, St. Louis has been hot, so they're kind of looking like they should be good for in the division. And then after that, Dallas and Minnesota are kind of the two best teams. I mean, Colorado was good, then they stunk. And Chicago, man, it was just such a bad start. I mean, it's the same thing as football, right? If you start one and six, you, yeah, you can then get hot and get in the playoffs, but you have no wiggle room. Right. So as hot as they were, like, it wasn't going to continue – even though Kane, holy shit, Insane. he keeps getting better. It's the best. I think it's the best he's ever been. It's just he's the best American-born player ever. That's my hot take of the day. Uh, but yeah, Chicago just too, too like too poor of a start, sitting in last for too long, too far into the year to have a chance. And how about though? Have you been getting on the overs? Because though that has actually been like the most legendary run ever. That because. People don't talk about hockey gambling as much as some of the other sports. The overs in the Blackhawks games have been nineteen and one in the last twenty. On Friday night, it was seven. You just cursed them. It was seven. It doesn't matter. I've made so much. That's the only thing that's been keeping me like alive. It was seven on Friday night, and I bet it blindly, and it hit. I was just like, "Fuck it, I don't care." I've hit it a couple times, and I'm such a impressive NHL analyst. I didn't even like know about it until uh, like four, three, three or four games ago. I'm like, oh my god, this has been that much of a lock. So yeah, hundred percent now it's mush. Yeah, no, it's but you know what? It was it was in the beginning earlier in the season. It was the first period overs were like on an insane tear with the Blackhawks. At some point, when something wins like that, you can't even mush it because you've won money and you're just like, you know what? I'm gonna keep betting it, and if I lose, guess what? I won the last you know ten, fifteen times. Mm-hmm. Nineteen, nineteen and one is enough to be like it's unmushable. It's already been right. legendary of a winner. Right. That's what happened to me in uh, in where was it? It was the casino in in Europe, Monte Carlo, the James Bond one, where it went like nineteen in a row on red. Yeah, and so I, at that point I didn't yeah. give a shit. Right on the on the black when it hit, I was like, you know you what? Get Fuck those it. streaks. I like, made some money. UTEP yeah. back in the like three years ago. UTEP they didn't win every game, but they went thirteen and zero against the spread on a run, and it was like you just remember those things for the rest of your life. Mm-hmm. You'll be on your dying bed, and you'll be like, hey, remember two thousand nineteen? The Blackhawks didn't make the playoffs, but that nineteen and one run was maybe, pretty fucking sweet. Maybe next time that happens, you can share that with your co-host. Well, just I mean, let me know oh, that yeah, on, I know. I mean, that's on a big it. run. It's like pretty open yeah, knowledge at some point. It's along pretty the road. open knowledge. Yeah, it's open knowledge. Hockey betters. Yeah, people know. Okay, well, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna Our, bet on uh, it, and it's gonna lose. That's how it's, it's gonna probably happen. like eight tonight. It's yeah, still bet. I'm taking. Hey, it. I'm, I'm t- I don't give a shit. It's like the Chiefs Rams <laughs> over. Yeah. It's, I don't care. What is it? 
Yeah, it might be. Yeah, no, I mean, seven is obscene. <laughs> seven is obscene. I was like, I don't care. I'm betting it. Um, I got I got a, a real hockey guy question for you. Ready for this one? Are the Islanders for real? Ooh, good question. Ah, uh, man. I'm going to say, like, no, right? I guess for real, for real, it's relative. I mean, they're for real because nobody saw this happening. And I, without a, a colossal collapse, they'll make the playoffs. But I still, man, I was disappointed yesterday. I thought that they'd go out and make some moves. My main thinking being, like, when a team comes out of nowhere and just has this incredible season that nobody expected, I think that usually you try to make moves almost out of respect for the guys who've gotten it done. Like, hey, we're going to give you a shot here. We're going to try to go get some stuff. But I understand, too, they think this is the beginning of what will be a successful year, you know, a couple years here. And so they don't want to trade away assets. But I don't think they can win the cup. So that's why I'm saying they're not for real. Okay. Are they better without Tavares? Mm. Crazy. Crazy what's happening. I mean, I guess, like, it's got to piss him off a little, no? I would say, actually, maybe it's not because Toronto's so good, but if, if he's still probably looking at it like, what is going on right now? How is this possible? Mm-hmm. Yes. But, I mean, sometimes fluky stuff like that happens. They have better. They have guys who didn't get enough appreciation just because Tavares took a lot of it because he's so filthy. Yep, only one puck. Um, all right, let's talk about PFT's <laughs> caps. Can let's they w- Give us the percentage of, of uh, chance that they can repeat. Oh, man. Pittsburgh did it for the first time in like 20 years, like before yeah. the Caps. I, I'm going to say 20%. Oh, okay. that's high. I'll take that. That's high. Yeah, that's yeah, great. I mean, I, they're a good team, right? I mean, it's so hard to do, but they're, they're going to – I mean, people forget. You know, people forget, boys. You know Columbus had them down 2 nothing in, mm-hmm. game, in, in double overtime in game three. Yep. So who knows? I mean, you, you could, you've seen crazier things happen. I just think that it's tough because guys are exhausted and they ripped it up extra hard. I think yeah. they're looking consistent. Listen, yeah. I think they're refreshed. They've they've played a little bit. You know, they haven't played as well as they could have in the in the opening parts of the season. But that's you know that's a hangover. That's like a three month hangover that Ovi was dealing with. Have you seen how gray he is recently? He looks like Santa Claus. His hair <laughs> looks like Santa Claus's beard. He's you know ninety percent gray right now from all the vodka that he's been drinking. The, the cup run was keeping hey. him young. Yes, exactly. Yeah. So uh, he, he I, needs to drink would, out of the cup in order to stay alive. Yeah. Who? Who? I mean, who cares? I, I I look like Elf myself, but I wouldn't mind it if I was Ovechkin. He's he's leading the league in goals. He's thirty four years old. It's I, I don't mm-hmm. even know if it's like possible to kind of fathom what he's doing now. It's still just a joke to him. Everyone people said he was going to slow down because how physically played like eight years ago. No, so he gets stronger. It's it's crazy. He gets stronger. The Russian gas. So that's that's so he could be as gray as he wants. He could shave his head and look horrific if he just keeps sniping. Who cares? Yeah, yeah. What about uh, what about Haglin? What about how? What does he do to the team? Did I pronounce that right? Yeah, you did actually. Yeah, announced it better than I would have. I'm just glad uh, that he's, he's not on the yeah. Penguins anymore. So the the one piece of yeah. background that I I know about this guy is that he was a Capitals killer. And so now we finally got him on our side. I don't think, from what I know, he's not that great of a player, but I'm just excited to not have to go against him. But he technically could still be a Capitals killer if he was just horrible and, like, minus two every game. I mean, he could remain a Capitals killer. That's true. Mike Green, best Capitals killer of all time in the playoffs. True. Shall I take your order, or do you need a minute? Yes, I'll be ready. Just buying a car on Carvana. What? It's super convenient. I already got pre-qualified in two minutes. All I had to do was answer a few questions. What? That's handy. Yeah. Now I'm customizing my down and monthly payments. What? That's an exquisite deal. 
And just like that, Carvana's delivering my car in a couple days. What? Oh, yeah. Uh, sorry. I'll have the burrito. Visit Carvana.com to finance your next car. Financing subject to credit approval. Delivery fees may apply. We have an idea. We want to do some long-form stuff this summer. And one of our ideas was interview people who got traded away from a championship team. Would you oh. Would you be willing to be part of that podcast? Yeah, I would. It sucks. It's a shitty story, but I'll do it. I'll tell it, man. I will. <laughs> okay. Sometimes it's good to get it off your chest. You just let me know the date. Well, don't and you? I'll just yeah. I'll go see a psychiatrist the day before. I'll be good. <laughs> but it's. I mean, we could do a little bit right now. Like, don't you think that's an interesting thing? Because you're obviously not alone, and uh, I'm not. I'm not looking down on you. You're a fucking professional hockey player. You got paid millions of dollars. Awesome career. But it has happened in sports where a guy gets traded from a team that then goes on to win a championship. And I, I just sparked in my mind because of the Tavares thing. Like, what happens when the team that you leave ends up being, you know, reaching the ultimate goal? Yeah, it's the worst feeling. I'll never forget it. I had. Man, I'm like, sorry. I'm sorry. Was, no, no, no. I had like game. I probably it was game seven against Detroit. I probably had like ten buddies to my place. There were guy like my dad and his buddies were there. And, I mean, listen, I was really happy for guys, but I wouldn't have been, like, completely crushed if Detroit had won. It was a really weird feeling. Yeah. Because I, really I really was happy for these guys. I'd kind of, like, grown up with some of them in the minors. But still, it's just bizarre to describe. And then, like, Detroit won. I went downstairs. My dad actually came down. Oh, my God, Big Cat, you can make me cry. He's like, sorry, buddy. And I just, like, I was balling. I'm like, holy fuck, these are my buddies celebrating the cup. I'm driving right now. I just have to pull over. Yeah, mm. I mean, this is like, but that's fat. I I didn't mean to open up a wound, but you no, no, confirmed dude, that it's a fascinating that. story because it's again, it's the one point oh oh one percent of people who can be pro athletes and phenomenal, and then have that happen. It's it's a crazy thing that that happens every now in sports. So we'll get so, to that later. So I, the funny, the funny, the funniest part though is that I got oh we I got so wrecked that night, and then I ended up talking to Ryan Malone and Colby Armstrong, who'd been traded the year before, but. Still felt like the same feeling, maybe not as bad. And it turns out they were both blacked out that night. So it was like all of our greatest <laughs> nights of our lives. That's awesome. Uh, I want to talk to you real quick. I don't know if we did this last time we had you on the show. Um, I'm curious to know who is on the Mount Rushmore of Situate, Massachusetts, because I know you're on there. Hank's on there. Freddie Lydon. Uh, well, no, we're saying Ryan Donato. No, Freddie Lydon's on there. on there. Who's the fourth member? Is it Franny Lydon? Oh man, is it Franny? I don't know. It's got to be Bill. Didn't I say it was? It's Billy didn't Tibbets. I say it was yeah. Tib? Didn't I say it was Tibbet? Yeah, <laughs> Tibbsy. He's running for town selectman now, too, Hank. Oh shit, <laughs> Tibbs, Tibbsy. Yeah, he's to, he, yeah, he's trying to get. I've been watching the, like the public television. They're screwing him over. He's trying to get a gas station. They're trying to make him put the gas station pump. In the behind the building. That's bullshit. Furious. Nobody wants <laughs> to use a gas station. No, no, that's bullshit. They're but running exactly, out of town. Who, who, like, who's going to go to a gas station when you can't even see the pump from the road that you're running out of gas? <laughs> where, where do they want to put the gas station? It's right in like Greenbush. He owns the land. Like I think Cumberland Farms was all in, so the town told him stick the pumps in the back. It's <laughs> too bad. It's actually a good, be, it's a good spot for a gas station. Yeah, it's a great spot for a gas station. They just put a brewery over there. It's a happening happening place. You don't know. You don't know Greenbush area, PFK. No, I, dude. I know the green. I know enough to know that the gas station be, should be, or the gas pump should be in the front of the gas station. <laughs> I don't need a degree in, in in like city planning to understand that. <laughs> Oh man! 
Um, oh, good shit, boys. Yeah, all right, let, let's wrap up. Any thoughts on LeBron? Yeah, and people always say, like, dude, you're, like, so fake on your bashing basketball. I'm not even fake. I mean, uh, Big Cat, I know you love hoops, but what he's doing right now and, like, and saying, telling his teammates to do all these things, and he doesn't even does it. He's out partying. He doesn't play. Like, it's actually pathetic. It's just so embarrassing. He's the worst role model I've ever seen. They're not paid to be role models. Charles Barkley taught us that. Yep. But he is just a shitbag. He's such a shitty teammate that it's just like, I don't even have to say anything more. I think everyone now knows. You think Jordan, like, wouldn't play defense? You see the other night when LeBron, he wasn't even trying to stop, like, getting that guy's face when he hit the jumper or the offensive rebounds. I'm like, it's just so, it's like, just emba- it's just embarrassing. It's just a bad look for the sport. <laughs> that's I'm not well, even trying to. No, the, you're, that's the part where it's the body language and stuff when he's out there and not, like, playing defense and then yelling. If he didn't yell at his teammates, or, like, take passes at them in the press conference, I don't think it would matter as much. I think if you were just like, yeah, I'm in L.A., it's not going to work out this year. But it's like every night's back and forth. Yeah, and it's just, like, he's a, he his basketball, he's insanely good. I mean, everyone knows one of the best ever. But I would have a hard time to believe that he won't be remembered if this continues. It's just like a piece of shit teammate who only cared about himself. What what is happens, the worst type of teammate? Yeah, what happens if a guy in in your locker room when you were playing said said something like LeBron being like these guys are not or getting distracted or or basically like questioning whether people wanted as much? What would you what would the reaction be in a hockey locker room? There would be words thrown around first, and depending on how that went, there'd probably be fists thrown around. If some guy, like, comes in, I mean, I guess if Sidney Crosby wanted to, he could kind of say whatever he wants, but he goes out and does it, right? So you can't say anything back to him. If a guy like that is just, like, blatantly shitting on everyone and then doing the exact opposite of what he's saying to do in an NHL locker room, someone would tell him, fuck you, buddy. Shut up. Take care of your own business before you tell us what to do. I mean... I'm not trying to be a hard hockey guy. It's just how it is. I'm curious to know your thoughts on soccer because I feel like soccer is becoming the new NBA with like the level of, uh, of of diva that you're getting, especially in these European leagues. Did you see the goalkeeper for Chelsea the other day? His his coach was trying to sub him out at the end of overtime because it was going to go into a shootout, and he told his coach basically go fuck himself, wouldn't leave the field and just stayed out there and cucked his coach in front of God, the world, and everybody and wouldn't come out of the game. What would happen if a, if a goalie tried that during a hockey game? Oh, man, I don't know. Someone would probably go out there and drag him to the bench. Again, <laughs> I guess if he doesn't want to come off, he's not going to come off. If he's a young goalie, that's probably just going back to just current, modern-day, like, parents, every parent telling their kid that they're the best and, Every kid talks back to the coach now. When I was younger, you didn't say a word back to the coach. You just took your shit. You took his shit. You did what he said. Now everyone talks back to coaches because their parents say, the coach doesn't know what he's talking about. He's probably a goalie who grew up in that culture and thinks he can do whatever he wants. Millennials. Mm-hmm. Millennials yeah. everywhere. We, yeah, you would, have sent, yeah. you would have sent a guy from your own team over the boards to go drag your own teammate off the ice. That would have been awesome. I mean, I probably would have been laughing. I mean, look at this. He won't come out. This is unbelievable. I mean, you don't really change goalies on the fly unless you're pulling them for the extra attacker. Right. Uh, all right, Wit. thank you for joining us. Well, you you got to come to the office for March Madness. Just gamble with the boys for four days. Yeah, I know. I actually was I was going to say this earlier when you were talking about getting hot gambling. I, I haven't won in March Madness since 2013 or 2014, but that year, me and Sean Horkoff were on the Oilers both out with ankle injuries, 
went 28 and 4. Whoa. Throwing darts. Throwing darts. One team was red, one team was black in the March Madness <laughs> NCAA basketball tournament. 26 and 4. That's and fucking it was the awesome. Most insane run. And then next year we tried it and we were like 0 and 10 and couldn't keep playing. That's like, I mean, that's but, like Larry R. Goldfish. Every now and then you find something that gets you hot and it's just like the greatest, it's the greatest exactly. feeling in the world. Uh, are you going to be in the new office for March Madness? Hopefully not, because uh, that it won't work. That rat Pete is probably going to try to move us like the day that the you know Thursday of of the first round yeah. and be like, hey, let's move, and then have none of the TVs set up. So I'd, I'm hoping we stay put. Yeah. I'd rather go with the technical issues that we do know over the ones that we don't know Correct. yet, because <laughs> I, whatever it is in the new office is going to be way worse. Yeah. Yeah. All right, boys. All I, right. I will, I'm sure I'll be there soon. All right. Thanks, Wit. Appreciate it, man. Thanks, Ryan. That interview with Ryan Whitney was brought to you guys by Movement Watches. It's time to move on to our all-time favorite underdog success story, Movement Watches. They were founded on the belief that style shouldn't break the bank. They've sold almost 2 million watches worldwide by bringing quality designs at fair prices. I have several pairs. I've got one that's more for like a formal occasion that I can wear to a wedding, as well as more casual watches. I've given them away as gifts. They're always a huge, huge hit. Movement Watches and Sunglasses. I love them. I love them. I get compliments on the sunglasses all the time. Their watches are all about looking good while keeping it simple. They don't tell you how many steps you've taken. They don't blow your wrist up with text messages. They're not overly intrusive on life with notifications, texts, emails, etc. They tell the time like true classic timepieces should, and they look great doing it. They're a crowdfunded startup. They understand living under a tight budget because they lived it too. They want real quality products for everyone. Started by college dropouts, and they've sold 2 million watches in 160 countries. It's incredible. Their watches start at just 95 bucks. You're looking at $400 for the same quality from a traditional brand. It would be great, actually, for a uh, graduation present. I feel like a movement watch. You open that up. It looks good. It's going to fit you great, and everybody will be happy with it. I've got, I think I gave like three away for Christmas this year. Big hits all around. Like I said, they've sold almost 2 million watches in over 160 countries. That doesn't happen by accident. Get 15% off today with free shipping and free returns by going to mvmt.com slash pardon. That's mvmt.com slash pardon. Join the movement. And now for something completely different. Okay, we now welcome on five-time NBA champion and now a podcaster. It is Dennis Rodman, the worm. Good to have you in the studio. Appreciate you stopping by. So on the rebound, you're you're now a podcaster. On the rebound, it's a uh, relationship podcast. Am I right? Dude, I have no clue. You have no clue. <laughs> there we go. No I'm just kidding, man. Yeah, something like that. Okay, yeah, so some people so like I, ask you relationship advice, or, or what do you do? No, it's more like um, just advice about life and stuff like that. So. You know, we can talk about relationship. We can talk about sex. We can talk about anything in the world. You know, pretty much just, just free, just free flowing. Okay, so wh- when you're like breaking down someone's relationship, what's worse, someone who cheats on uh, their significant other, or what happened to you a couple times, a broken dick? How do you come back from that? <laughs> Everybody want to know about that, huh? Well, I mean, we we talked to your guys beforehand. We we got about some primers. Right yeah, that we got right some there. primers to get it going. That kid's only twenty one. He don't know anything about that. Does he? <laughs> so How do you come back from that in a relationship, though? What about it? A broken I mean, dick. Do you have to put a cast on it, or what? How's it? I don't know. What do you think? I have I, no idea. I think I would never come back. My dick's it. not big enough to break. Well, come on now. You know, popsicle sticks, right? <laughs> popsicle there you go. Stick, oh, yeah. Right? That's what are true. You talking about? That's well, true. You don't do anything about that. I think anyone that uh, has an adventurous mind, 
adventurous ways, mm-hmm. you know, just just creative uh, ideas about you know being uh, being in bed with somebody. Shit, you could do anything, right? Yeah. Do you look down on people that haven't even had one broken dick because you've had three? And it's like <laughs> this guy doesn't fuck at all. Yeah. I don't care, man. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I don't care, man. A lot of guys have broke their dicks, right? Yeah. You know, I guess so, at least yeah. a lot of guys try. You know, try to sit to convince that bitch actually, that he's the best one in the world, right? I actually try not up, right? to break my dick. I guess no, I'm I'm say it's kind of weird, right? Yeah. yeah. You, you try to get that girl back and stuff like that. You try to thrust, 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 huh? And all of a sudden, now they miss that you ain't what the fuck. Mm-hmm. So <laughs> the next day, though, you back where you started. Yeah. You, to, you back where you started. You have to be able to hit the back wall to break it. So well, you got no. A lot of girls don't say that shit. No, that's just like overrated. Yeah, yeah. That's just overrated. slamming on the cervix. Not that great. Well, you know the walls of love. Yeah, that's right. It's, it's not, not, walls it's not love. like true. It's not like rebounding. The walls of love, love, baby. Come do on. Do you know where the G spot is? Huh? We we don't know where that is. Yeah, the you G do. spot. Yeah, you do. You ever you ever, you ever uh, have sex with a girl? And her body language will tell you what's up. Yeah, no, sure. will, t- will tell you what's up. Yeah, mm-hmm. you ever notice that when mm-hmm. you lay on top of a girl? Yeah, even when she's on top of you, she'll tell you. She's what's like, up. Well, she oh, starts man, to check Twitter. Yeah. No, no, she's oh, like, no. you think she check Twitter? <laughs> yeah, is that is that a uh, good sign? You mean uh, what's what's that what's that uh, sex uh, the sex Twitter name? Uh, she actually starts to get on Tinder again. Tinder, after, right? While Tinder, I'm having sex, I want to make yeah. a date for later. Yeah, tenderizing, right? Tenderizing, so shit like that. I don't know. That man, I mean, girls today are kind of fucked up. Um, I want to talk about your your basketball career if you're if you're down for that. I I loved you as an NBA player. I loved you on the Bulls. Uh, you obviously were one of the best rebounders of all time. I actually, might just say the best rebounder of all time. I, I always was curious, like how, like when you get into a game. Is rebounding more effort or finding like the perfect spot where the ball comes off? Because you did it, you made it a, like an art almost. How you were able to get rebounds game in and game out? Well, it was, it was very difficult, man. In the beginning, it's like uh, it's like with that sex game. You know, it's very difficult to figure out how to satisfy a woman, right? But as far as rebound, I think it's it's more hard work than anything. I think it's more like you have to look at film, you got to look at people. You just got to go out there and just put you know, everything on the line. You can, know, as, yeah. for, as for scoring, it's, that's easy. Right. That's can you be in the zone in a rebound? Like everyone talks about oh, in yeah. the zone with shooting. Oh, can you oh, be yeah. in the zone and rebounding? Oh, yeah. I've been in that zone many times. Yeah. <laughs> I've yeah. been in many times the zones, man. So, you know, like I wasn't the biggest guy on the court. You know, me, Mike, and Scott, I think Scott was like 6'9". Mike was like 6'6". Six, six. I was like 6'7". We put him at the same size. Right. And uh, we put him at, um, you know, had the same ability, but you know, Scotty was like the wing man. Mike was like the D man. I was like the rod man. Kind of right. So it was yep. like that, right? So we you know we know our own roles. Mike was the scores. Scotty was you know, Robin. I was more like you know, the guy that picked up the slack as far as all the dirty work. So uh, we complement each other very well. Yeah. What's uh, more important when rebounding, length or strength? <laughs> This guy, this guy's still going at it. Huh? <laughs> no rebounding. I'm talking about. No, I just, I just think more. They're just more balanced than anything in the world. I think you see people today. The game has changed a lot. You've seen, right? I mean, like, the game has changed a lot. I mean, I've seen guys today. They will literally where take the basketball from from underneath the basket, underneath the basket, and just dribble it to the three point line and shoot a three pointer. Right. right. I mean, it's just insane. I said, wow. I would feel that today in this game be easy to rebound. Right, that's true. I ain't got to sit there and fight nobody. The lane is wide open. It's, it's, it's wide open, it's pretty much. So yeah. you can shoot all you want, I can just get it. Yeah, how how did you guys all get along with, you know, I feel like, you know, Michael Jordan obviously has a very different uh, <laughs> way to approach the game than you did. Oh, yeah. 
how how did that all work together for three championships and and having it all kind of stay together when there's felt like times maybe that it was going to fall apart not that it was going to fall apart but you know what i mean like you guys are all very different guys you scotty and michael it was just different because I think Mike, when he came back, when he wore number 45, mm-hmm. I think went to, went to the next game, when he scored like 55 fucking points. Double nickel. Double nickel, right? Yep. So he came back that first game. And I think that they just needed, they needed one piece, and that was me. And I was in San Antonio, and thank God we didn't win a championship there. And uh, they traded me uh, from San Antonio to Chicago for Will Purdue. Mm-hmm. Will Purdue, of all people. Mm-hmm. Just straight up. I think, damn, I must have been a, what the shit there. Huh? <laughs> <laughs> Will Purdue, we'll Purdue. Damn. <laughs> then it ended up next thing you know. I think that was I was a missing piece. And uh, it was funny that the fact that we never talked to each other. Yeah. I mean, only time we talked to each other is probably on the court. Really? Like, off the court, we never talked to each other. Just yeah. never even had dinner, nothing like that? No. So it was always on the court. It was always on the court. And was there a mutual respect? Did oh, yeah. MJ ever just... yell at you or anything? Oh, no, no. We, <laughs> if you ever see the videotapes of us playing in, in games back in the day, we never really bitched at each other at all. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's more like we, we were so mad at each other because we couldn't. We were performing that night. And but it was like more like <laughs> it, it was just it was so funny how we we worked together, all three of us, and especially the whole team. And uh, we go in a locker room that just oh my god, we just get pissed at each other. Right, not that's for us attacking each other. We're just mad because we're not doing our job. Mm-hmm. Right. And then once we go into three quarters, it's a whole different story. But uh, we, uh, me and Michael Scotty, we never talked to each other. But we did, we did do the triangle at restaurants. Okay, we did the triangle at restaurants. It's funny as shit how we did that. It's like you know, Michael go, Scotty will go. Michael have his ten bodyguards. Michael Scotty have his seven, six, seven bodyguards. I got my six. Five, five, six bodyguards with me, and it's like Michael's sit here, Scotty will sit here, and I'll sit here. <laughs> it's just like that, like a triangle in yeah. the restaurant. In, in the yeah. restaurant, uh, we never talked to each other. That's well, they, they talked to each other. But I never talked to each other. Right. 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 I, I always got so. the impression that even though you guys didn't talk to each other off the court, when you were on the court, you were always ready to fight for them. So you oh, yeah. you would take it personal if somebody you know gave Mike a hard foul or, or oh yeah, I'm always, I'm, I'm always there. So. And the fact that I was the, the smallest one out the bunch, I was right. like two, what was that, 215, 220 pounds at the most. Michael was like 220. We was all at the same size, 220, all three of us. Yeah. So sometimes we'd be like 215, something like that. But it's like we always, um, every practice, after practice, we always checked our body fat. Michael would be like 2.7, I mean 3.7. It's got to be like 3.8. I'll be like 3.4 point. But it's like various every day. Right, right. So, you, was there ever any bad blood from the wars you guys went through when you were on the Pistons? Because those were physical, physical games. God, that was fucking nuts. Right. <laughs> that was nuts right there, man. Was, I think that, I think that those days was gone when I, once I got there. I think that um, they respected me the fact they knew what I can do. Right. And uh, that, that was like, you know, that was those days when, uh, when I went to Chicago, uh, Phil Jackson asked me to apologize to Scotty Pippen before I got before I signed. Really? <laughs> yep. Did you do it? Yep. What just for I mean, the Pistons uh, Bulls games and, yeah, and yeah. that and like no, just no, going just, after just because because I think the fact that I think it was like a little more, a lot more animosity than I thought it was. Yeah. But, it's, but but I think Scotty just kind of blew it over because he knew the fact that if I came to a team, he knew that I was going to add that that X factor, right, to get over the hump. Right. More championships, so I think that it was pretty easy to get into. Yeah, are you still doing work with Potcoin? 
I remember you yeah. were, yeah. Which part, tell? Can you convince me to invest? Because I'm looking to expand my portfolio. <laughs> portfolio. And like a marijuana-based <laughs> yes. cryptocurrency. I feel his like. portfolio. His his portfolio. Yeah. Oh man, my guys that that uh, they came up with this idea of popcorn, popcorn back in uh in Canada. So uh, it's going to take off sooner or later. Okay. It's, it's going it's, it's so it's it's to take floor. off. I mean, yeah, it's it's going to take off. So it's a, it's a it's just it's one of those things where you know people are not so sure maybe 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 but I think I think in this say in the next six to twelve months it should be popping off. Okay, okay. so it's cryptocurrency, but right. cryptocurrency, for marijuana. Yeah. With marijuana, yeah. I'm in. Okay, right. there we go. It's popped off. Um, I got another. Uh, would you rather or who's better? Okay, who's a better golfer? Donald Trump or Kim Jong Un? Because they both shoot. <laughs> people like to say shit like that, don't they? They want to just keep throwing that that shit out there. I, uh, it don't really matter. I mean, they both got power, so that's, that's the most important thing, right? Yeah. yeah. They, they want the power, so that's it. But I think the fact that if you look at who has to, who has the most intimidation factor, mm-hmm. who do you think? Probably Kim, Probably Kim Jong-un. Pretty much. Yeah, so he shoots Pretty an 18 much. like every time. Well, I'm just saying to you, this guy's this tall, Donald's about that tall. So right. And uh, it's funny, though, people always say, oh, man, why do you like that guy? I said, well, I like him because he's cool to me and shit. You know, now it's a nice cool with Donald. So I guess he's cool then, right? How wild is North Korea? Like I, when you go there? Hey, wild. It's pretty laid back. Yeah? It's pretty laid back. It's pretty much, uh, it's getting Americanized, but not too much. Right. It's, uh, he's been in the whole country up, you know, the way it should be. Yeah. When was the last time you were there? Um, I think it was like a year and a half ago. Okay. You got any plans to go back? Oh, yeah. Yeah? Oh, like oh, soon? Yeah. I, I just saw that uh, the U.S. pulled out of that INF uh, missile treaty with Russia. I'm just curious. Maybe that's like a, another excuse for you to go back over there and be like, hey, Kim Jong-un, everything's cool. Like smooth stuff uh, stuff out with them a little bit. He's not going to do anything. They've been, I mean, like I said, Russia been doing that shit for, since the 80s, man. You know, And all that little scandal with uh, Donald Trump and the Russia spy gate and all that shit like that, dude. What do you think, man? You know, everybody keep talking about North Korea. North Korea just got in this game, right? The last couple of years. Yeah. You know, Oops. so I mean, it's just whole thing. I mean, like I was telling people a long time ago, I said, did we even give a fuck about North Korea seven years ago? No. We weren't even talking about North Korea. <laughs> only, time you start, only, time you, only time you start talking about North Korea when I start going over there. Yeah, so you kind of put the shine on. I put, I put the shit over there, then, and people start, you know, the couple of hostages that was over there, that was over there. Yeah, that up. wasn't good. You know, people that say that, Kim Jong Un is over there killing people. I didn't see anything like that. I'm yeah, pretty he, sure he is. But yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. Well, I'm if yeah. he is, he is. I'm, t- I'm sorry. To, I, I'm just saying in general. And and the fact is that you know we we got a lot of people here in in, in America that's from North Korea. They say a lot of bad things, but people don't really just really analyze the fact that Kim Jong Un didn't build this bullshit. He just inherited. Yeah. <laughs> that's all he did. That's all he did. He just the last what two years he's, he's been president. Yeah, you know, he didn't say okay. Last forty years, here, I've been killing people forty five fucking years. Guess what? I wasn't even born then. Yeah, his dad. Was his, his, his dad was like a motherfucker. So yeah. it's like okay, great. But it's like okay, but everybody all of a sudden that it's on his shoulders, mm-hmm. right? <laughs> so I mean, a, he is the leader, though. So he, he's the leader. He could, he could say like, okay, instead of killing my uncle with an artillery round, I'll just sentence him to jail for six months. Well, like, I'm, I'm, take that, baby steps. I'm, I'm just saying, but what, what would you think? Would, would you, would you, if you had the opportunity to go over there and meet him, would you? No, no, probably not. No, Definitely I'll put it not. this: if you had opportunity, why is it? If you had opportunity to meet him at the Ritz Carlton in Manhattan, would you? No, probably not. Definitely not. Yes, you would. That's also a yes, no. you would. Yes, you because yes, you know what? Because, because, no. because you think he's safer. No, I no. wouldn't meet him anywhere. Why? Because yeah. I think he's not a very good guy. Why? 
I mean, probably the murder and the concentration camps and all that stuff. <laughs> oh. Starving his people. Well, I don't want to make it a bummer. Yeah. I got to ask you uh, the important question is when are you going to wrestle again? You were, do you do you ever sit back and like I was at one of the most important moments in in uh, wrestling in, in history, history, the Bash, oh, bash yeah. at the Beach. Oh yeah, I was I was there. I was uh, I was going to do one. Um, I was going to do the New Orleans one, but that council, I, I did the one in San Diego. I did the Bash in the Beach. I did the one in uh, Sturgis. I did one in Chicago. I did one in I did like for twelve years. I wrestled for twelve years. Did Phil get mad at you when you when you did the wrestling with Hulk Hogan in the middle of the finals? No, he told I mean me that to, was wild. He told me to go. Really? He told me he said, "Did us go?" So what kind of, was Phil Jackson like that? Where it's like, "Hey, everyone's got to be themselves and do what right. makes you happy." No, he just let me do anything. I mean, as long as, long as I show up for the games, because he knew I worked out every day, right? Literally every day, I go work out every day, twice a day. He said, "Dennis, let's go do what's going to make you happy and stuff like that. Make sure you be back for the game. I'll be there. <laughs> so, make sure you get uh, back. I'll be there. You know, like the, like the finals in nineteen ninety six, ninety seven. I think I stayed in Vegas most of the time." And just flew it for the games. That's wild. That's wild. I flew it for the games and do. Guess what? We won three in a row. Yeah, right? yeah, yeah. absolutely. Played so, played defense against Carl Malone. Carl Malone, and then and then Sean fought Kim. him at Bash at the Beach. <laughs> Bash at the Beach. <laughs> what? Yeah. Uh, did you ever read Phil's books? Because we've heard that he get, he would give a book to the team what? to start the season. Would you read it? No, we knew what it was, man. It's the same <laughs> shit. You know, all we do is guess what? We go to practice. But it's, it was it was cool how we did it. We go to practice. We practice for like forty five minutes hard. I mean, really hard practice. Right. And then we he said, you know, you know, we know what we had to do. We go in the middle, sit on the court, and just sit there. Basically, we just sit there, relax, and close our eyes, and just relax. That's right. Pretty much what it was. Yeah. Just got our minds right. Who was a better coach for you, Chuck Daly or Phil Jackson? I say both. Okay. Well, they but had like, the different reasons. Okay, we explain that reasons. for what, like, how well, are they different? Chuck Day was more like a, more like, um, more like a father I never had, as far as like a guidance, right? As far as trying to guide me through the NBA, trying to guide me, trying to be a man in the beginning of my career. And I think Phil just came at the tail end of the fact that you know my career was on the, on the, on a down slope, if you want to call it that way, and he's more like, okay, Dennis, we're gonna finish this shit off right, mm-hmm. and uh, he gave me an opportunity to go out there and just try to, you know. Just finished my career off. Mm-hmm. Right, and right. He, but he, he's more of a friend, too, anything. And yeah. you still keep in touch with him? Yep. Okay. He's still living in Manhattan Beach. Yeah. Yeah. Um, towards the end of your career, you started to get a little bit more experimental with the dye jobs on your hair, which I appreciate. Um, how would you decide, you know, what color you're going to go with for, like, a given playoff series? Well, the game was, we're going to do it this way, Dennis. We're going to do it. Okay, if I could do it that way, I just fall asleep and they just do it. And next thing you know, I, I was going I I to try to do something with uh, – who was the guy from Texas had all the makeup and stuff? Uh, the uh, Warrior, uh, Ultimate Warrior. Oh, the Ultimate oh, okay. Warrior. I was okay, going yeah. to start doing makeup like that in games, and I was, and they told me I couldn't do it. I loved when really? you had the bull in your head. Right. That was, that was, that was, that was a classic. They, was good, right? they told you you weren't allowed to wear makeup during games? No, because you said it will ruin the uniforms. That, I mean, that would have been awesome. probably right. I was, I was, no, they will do all this really weird shit every game and stuff yeah. like that. So, Who's what? the GOAT, LeBron or MJ? I don't care. Okay, that's, that's a, a great answer. answer. I, I, great I, answer. I really don't give a shit. That's man. a great I mean, answer. That's a different era, man. That's a great answer. <laughs> you know, Michael's Michael, and LeBron's LeBron. But you know what? The one thing I can say about Mike and um, and LeBron, Michael, no matter what, he compete no matter what. LeBron, you can see LeBron what he's doing. He don't even play defense anymore. Yep. He don't give a fuck. He just you know, Michael play every fucking day. Yep. every day, every game. Yep. LeBron's taking days off. Michael didn't take days off. Yeah, you know. So what the fuck? Yeah, that's true. Uh, my last question: If there's one guy in the NBA right now that you'd say you respect his game, 
or maybe his game is similar to yours, who would that be? I don't even know because I don't know about it. That's um, it, it's it's today's game is more money driven. It is so money driven. I mean, even on even the the game itself. I mean, look at the All Star game. Mm-hmm. I mean, did you did you see that game? I yeah. Mean, did yeah. you see Did you see how they the way they was playing? Not yeah. a lot of defense. I it it was just, it was just like when somebody got the ball, everyone just stood there. Yeah. And didn't even move. I'm like, God damn. Mm-hmm. This I mean, it just so many no fucking sense, man. And then, I mean, it's just it's just hard to to, to classify anyone who, who's good and who's not because everything's offense. Mm-hmm. There's there's nothing else to to, uh, to uh, build on. They need you to come in and clean it up. Nah, just kick some ass real quick. Nah, it's, yeah. it's, it's not that. I just I just think that you know it's it's pretty much money driven, and a lot of people just want to just. It's more like to me. It's a fashion show. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's a fucking fashion show. All right, everyone, go subscribe on the rebound. Why not, Dennis man? Rodman. Brand new man. Brand yeah, brand new. new. Check it out. Thank you so much. It was no, great meeting you. Cool, great brother. talking to you. Yeah. All right, yeah. brother. Yeah. Right. Be well. Dennis Rodman was brought to you guys by the St. Patrick's Day merchandise in the Barstool Sports Store. That's right. We brought back all your favorites from last year, like Drink Like a Champion today, and you can't drink all day unless you start in the morning. We've got a she shirt. We've got a PGI t-shirt to remind you, or if you have a friend who might have some bladder control issues, shout out Jim Beheim. Get him a a PGI t-shirt so they can remember. Pee goes in toilet. That's a fact. It's a fact, and you're going to need to remember it on St. Patrick's Day. That's right, the 2019 St. Paddy's Day Drinking Merch Collection is live now at store.barstoolsports.com. Go to the St. Paddy's Day Collection, get your St. Paddy's merch while supplies last. You know that was a Drake song? What? You can't drink all day if you decide you want to. That's a Drake song? Yeah. So Drake is stealing... Like Drake, Drake is, frats. Yeah, Drake yeah, is, yeah. is stealing... Uh, like. Shirts that you can buy at Hot Topic, and turning them into is, songs. Is he going to do a song? Is he going to do a song next? Uh, win or lose, we still booze. Ooh, that's good. How about this one? Uh, <laughs> we're in segments, by the way. Oh, yeah, this is, we're, we're talking about Drake songs. How about No Shirt, No Shoes, No Problem? Ooh, nice by Drake. How about uh, Ask Gas or what is it? Grass. Uh, grass. Ask Gas or Grass. No mm. one, no one rides for free. Mm. How about this one? Coexist. Except all the letters are like actual weapons, like one's an AK-47, one's a hand grenade. Ooh, yeah. Mm-hmm. So what do you think about that? Is that Would that be a good Drake song, Bubba? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> all right, let's do some segments. Uh, first up, we have Bachelor Talk for... Oh, the thing we mentioned with Whitney. We're actually going to do that this summer. We're going to try to do some longer stuff like we did with the Joe Buck, Artie Lang, Paul Rudd podcast. So if you can think of good names that you want to see us go... The uh, podcast would basically be guys who got traded right before uh, the team went and won a championship. I think it would be interesting. think people would like it when the summer gets slow in July. So if you can think of names you want us to go get, we will try to get them. How about Ryan Whitney? Ryan Whitney. We should already get, signed the up. The entire thing should just be us talking to Whitney about yeah. like that time that you were with your dad. Right. And your dad watched you not win a Stanley Cup. And that's the whole prank. It's like yeah. we actually didn't get anyone yeah, else. This we should just it. get Whitney's dad. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> that would actually be electric. Yes, yeah. it would. Uh, all right, Hank. Bachelor talk for guys that don't watch The Bachelor except Hank watches The Bachelor. It was hometown week. Absolutely brutal episode for the people that watch it, I heard. Uh, Kaylin tells her dad that she's fully in love with Colton. And Kaylin's dad says, maybe you guys are just friends. Ooh, that's tough. Damn. You got friend zoned by the dad. Friend tag. Tayshia's dad tells Colton, you don't microwave relationships, but then gives Colton his blessing to marry his daughter. Okay. So, a bit of a contradictory statement there. Yep. Uh. Cassie's dad doesn't give Colton his blessing Wait, to marry his daughter. Wait, why don't you daughter. microwave relationships? I don't know. Cancer, maybe? Uh, Cassie's dad doesn't give Colton his blessing to marry his daughter, but Colton still gives her a rose. 
Okay, so kind of the bad boy. I almost feel like that's an advantage if you're on The Bachelor or The Bachelorette. If the dad says, no, I don't like the cut of this guy's jib, then, you know, every girl wants a bad boy. Yeah. Wants to kind of piss her dad off a little bit. Yes. That's it. That's it's a, it? It's a brutal episode. This, I've told you, this season. is the worst season. This is the worst season. Next week is the wall jump. What does that mean? Oh, the wall oh, jump. <laughs> Who could forget the wall jump? Wait. We've been all been looking forward to the wall jump. So the guy... Do you think that his the guy being a virgin had anything to do with the dad being like, no, I don't want you to marry a virgin? Well, his dad was like, are you saying that you love the daughter to every dad? And Colton was like, yeah. So he was like, okay. Okay. Mm, no. I also heard that Colton, now I didn't watch, but I saw on Twitter oh, okay. a quote from mm, it mm. where Colton was like, mm. somebody asked him what, what he thought the first time having sex would be like. And his answer was, I just hope that for the girl, it's the best that she's ever felt in her entire life. That's uh, a, that's nobody. A, that's exactly how it's going to go, Colton. Yeah, not going to yep. happen. She's going to she's yeah. going to nut immediately. It's going to be great. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, um, all right, PFT. You had a we had a thoughts and prayers for Enos Cantor. Yes, thoughts and prayers for Enos. It's actually most of the Portland Trailblazers. They got stuck in an elevator today at Cambridge University. Because uh, I guess they're in town to play the Celtics. Okay, is that true? By the way, I just realized that is it. It's Ennis, right? Yeah, Enos, mm-hmm. but I was going to roll Enos with Ennis because Ennis. Yeah, so I, I just like, realized that. Yeah, That's crazy. We're going right. to stick with Enos. Okay. Uh, so he was in town to play the Celtics, and uh, they all got stuck on an elevator together. Um, so that's you know big thoughts and prayers. To that's them. dude. Have you ever been stuck on an elevator? I, for, briefly, yeah. I've been, I've been st- stuck on an escalator, which I feel like is almost worse. Yeah, where do you go? Because you planned on not exercising, right. and now you have to exercise. At least right. on an elevator, you know that someone's just going to pull your fat ass off of it. Yeah. Hank, have you been stuck? No, this is more of just uh, explaining to Hank. I thought I had the other day that I just completely. Just oh, I got a high thought too. Yeah, yeah. Why do we trust elevators? Like just sticking your hand in there. That's sketchy. Yeah, that is sketchy. Like, what about our brains? It's like, oh, it's cool to stick your hand in there with this, like, that elevator door shuts in your hand. You're like, you're kind of fucked. You're you're dead basically because it's going to rise up without you and then just at least like rip your hand off. My great grandfather died in an elevator accident. No way. Yeah. Well, probably because elevators suck back. Yeah. No, it was it was a he it was a dangerous time. Landed right on his face. Really? Yeah. Fell out of it? No, no. The elevator landed on his face. Oh fuck! Was he working on the elevator? I'm not sure. I mean, I would hope so. Yeah, he wasn't doing a very good job. <laughs> yeah, was. shit, man. Uh, my, I had a high thought today. They, uh, you ever think about like famous people who died a long time ago, like like uh, Biggie or Tupac? They they don't know what iPhones are. Yeah, that's fucking crazy. Game done changed since they died. Like that's wild. Like they don't zero. They're clout. fucking idiots. No clout. They have no idea what the iPhone is. They had beepers and shit. Yeah, but yeah. like think about that, Biggie. Like, dude. He doesn't know what fucking Instagram, Twitter, like, that's wild. He, he couldn't Google search barbecue sauce on nope, cities. Nope. He doesn't know what you porn is. He doesn't is, know how to, he basically doesn't know stuff. how to work in computer. Yeah. That's it, fucking crazy. So, essentially, you know, the, that old premise where you could take a, a frozen caveman and just, like, Encino Man is yeah, what yeah, I'm yeah. getting at. Brennan like Fraser. Fraser. And introduce him to the modern world after, you know, two billion years or however long he was frozen for. Yeah. Essentially, as much has changed in the world in the last twenty years. Correct. Where if you died in in nineteen, if you died pre- prior to the year two thousand, yep, you're basically a caveman. If we were to bring you back, yeah, right now. pretty much. You'd have no idea what anything's you know like the lingo, the mm-hmm. emoji emojis. Yeah, dude, exactly. Like if Jordan <laughs> played in today's NBA, he would suck. Nope. Okay, so uh, <laughs> uh, f- new segment alert. Hank, hit it. Are you serious? <laughs> All right, from the guys. From the guys that brought you 
Uh, we read a headline. He'll do Lil Wayne. We have a new segment called We Read an Affidavit. Now, this is totally random. Mm-hmm. It's a completely random affidavit. Uh, so we read an affidavit. Let's do it. On Sunday, January 20th, 2019, video surveillance was conducted at the Target business at approximately 10.59 hours. Kraft entered the business through the front door Mr. where he Kraft. paid cash at the front desk to an Asian female previously identified as redacted, which was captured on JPPD Cam 5. She escorted Kraft to a room identified as JPPD Cam 2. There the two hugged each other and Kraft took all of, off all the clothing, laid face up on the massage table, and hugged him again. At approximately 11.02 hours, the woman began manipulating Kraft's penis and testicles and then put her head down by the towel. Mr. Kraft is heard to be said... I'm getting there. When you masturbate, think about my tongue or your clit and switching back and forth from my dick to my tongue. This went on for several minutes. After a few minutes, she wiped Kraft in the area of his genitals with a white towel, helped him get dressed, and hugged him again. Kraft gave a $100 bill, at least one other unidentifiable. Unidentifiable. There we go. Bill, Kraft left the room at approximately 11, 13 hours. We read an affidavit. That's good. I have a different affidavit. Oh, okay. Read it. It's a random one. On January 19th, 2019, <laughs> video surveillance was conducted on the Target business. At approximately 1645 hours, Mr. Kraft entered the listed establishment and paid for services and cash at the front desk to an Asian female previously identified as blank, 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 which was captured on JPPD Cam 5. Kraft oh, is Cam taken five again? to a massage room identified previous, excuse me, Kraft was taken Ooh, to a massage so room identified as JPP Cam 3. Whoa. Kraft undressed, laid on the massage bed, completely nude. I stress, completely Emphasis nude. Emphasis ours. Then partially covered himself with a sheet. Bashful much? <laughs> Later, the sheet is removed as Kraft laid on the massage bed face down. At 17, 12 hours, Kraft turned over onto his back and the lights in the room go out. At 1714, the room is illuminated. And blank blank can be seen with her hands near Kraft's genitals. The room is illuminated again, kind of like a strobe deal going on in there. And blank blank can be seen standing to Kraft's right side with her hand is seen manipulating Kraft's penis. At seventeen sixteen, they're seen wiping Kraft's penis with a white towel. At seventeen twenty four, Kraft handed both massagers cash, and they responded by hugging him and proceed to finish dressing Kraft as he left the room. Then later he was stopped by police as he was driving out of the establishment, identified positively as Robert Kraft, and let go on his merry way. We read an affidavit. That's the end of the segment. Any thoughts, Hank? Any thoughts? Uh, Mr. Kraft. Mr. Kraft. You guys misspoke. Okay, let's do Guys on Chicks. I think that one's got legs. Mm -hmm. We read an affidavit. Just a random one. We, We picked out of... Piles and piles of affidavits. A lot coming we across came the up wire. With that one, yeah. <clears throat> All right, we're going speed round. All right, let's do it. Hello, PMT boys, especially PFT. Every conversation I have with my boyfriend so, ends up coming back to part of my take. It's driving me crazy. How do I stop being cucked, as he likes to say by you? I think you just roll with it. Mm-hmm. I think we're a bigger part of your life than he is right now, and that's that's, that's okay. That's you the just Lord. make part of my take your thing, and then he'll get mad at you. Yep. That's the Lord telling you that that this is where you need to be right now. Yeah, if you yeah, Tank's right though. If you just buy all of our merch, everyone should buy all of our merch, and uh, then he'll stop. Mm. 
Wait, it depends. If Wait, you, no, we don't want him. No, yeah. If you really, really like oh. the guy, here's <laughs> what you do: you just, <laughs> just buy him. Well, but it's well, addition by subtraction. Yeah, it's also it doesn't him. matter. Yeah, like yeah. if he stops, but someone else starts, then also if you buy enough shirts, we can lose someone. If yeah. you buy enough shirts, yeah, you can also buy him <laughs> all of our merch. It's <laughs> just simple math, <laughs> and that way you're loving us while you're loving him. Yeah. Hey, quick question: I'm a mailman and an older woman on my route wrote me a letter asking to go out sometime. I'm 26 and she's 52. Looked her up on Facebook. Do I indulge? Yes. Absolutely, you got to go for this. Oh, this is actually that's chicks on that's guys on guys. Ignore oh that yeah, one. that's a dude. Wait, what? Wait, but what I if just, it's what if it's a female male man, a male person? It's a male. It's what a if female it's a male, male fe- person? A male female? I don't think so. Why? Finally, I'm a male man. Hey, you know what? A guys male on man guys, we can do that females. too. Yeah, yeah. Guys on guys. Okay, so I hooked up with this guy drunk like a month ago, and the other night I was high and feeling a little ballsy, so I hit him up and he invited me over. We had sex, but the next morning I realized I started my period and might have bled on the bed during sex. I'm not close with this guy, really, so now I feel weird. What do I do? For context, I left before he woke up, so I'd okay if I did or not. Okay, are you still in the room? No. Or she oh, left fuck. before he woke right. up. Um, I was going to say, you just... Convince you just, him that he killed somebody. You just do WWE, just razor blade your forehead, and just be like, man, I must have taken a big bump in the middle of the night. On your way out? Yeah, yeah. yeah. But you're not still in the room. Fuck. But you go back to the room and cut yourself. No, you don't bleed return, everywhere. You don't return to the scene of the crime. <laughs> My boyfriend's favorite sport is baseball and watches all these stupid pretending games. Is this normal? Or should I start looking somewhere else? Uh, Sounds like he's gambling. So why hasn't Jared introduced us? <laughs> yes, yeah, spring training is like it's. Are you? I mean, it's not real baseball. No one's trying, and they like you. No. Spring training is for when, like, the Cubs were really bad and there was all all that, like, Cubs fan had were, like, the young guys. Then it was, okay, spring training. But if you – no. Unless it's some insane prospect that, like, a first-round pick, no. It sounds like there's a deeper issue here. If he's ignoring you to watch spring tra- training games, I don't care who he is. I don't even think that Jared would do that. No, I don't think so. Yeah. This is – well. He's married to the game. He is married to there's, the game. There's an issue going on here yeah. that you need to resolve. Or just dump him. He's maybe jerking he's, off to baseball. Maybe he's embarrassed and he's truly watching the AAF. Oh, maybe. Here's, you know what? He's just working on his sex game. He's thinking, he's compiling all the stats so he can repeat them to himself while they're, you're having sex. So he so can, can last, last longer. longer. Yeah. What a good guy. That is actually really nice. That's it. All right. That was a great show. Uh, we will see everyone in Indianapolis. We are going to the Combine tomorrow night. Hopefully getting a couple interviews. New website alert. New website alert. Uh-uh, uh-uh. New app alert. New app alert. We also have uh, the finishing touches on our song that is going to be released in a weekish mm-hmm. with a music video. So get excited. Big things coming in the next couple weeks. We'll see everyone on Friday live from Indianapolis. Love you guys. Especially you, LeBron. I know nobody else is telling you that right now, and I want you to know that people care about you. Sheesh!
Pardon My Take, presented by Bar Stool Sports.